Today on the Premiership Perusal Podcast, United take down Tottenham, Liverpool beat Man City in stunning fashion, Arsenal hold off Leeds, and the biggest news, am Stevie G is am out. All that and more on the Premiership Perusal Podcast. Manchester City is still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Hooks and the ball in behind Damian Bunny! It's 11! It's heaven for Jamie Bunny! Oh. You, 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 you are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week. Louis Vargas Army! <laughs> Louis Vargas Army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Drama from day one! This is the league we want to watch! You should do like this week's beat with Stevie G's aims. Remix. The lad's just in show character. You got that one from Brendan Rogers. True. A young it's apprentice. obviously disappointing. <laughs> are, are, are you challenging me? Man, what a what a week of Premier League action it was. There were some highs, there were some lows, there was some in between. Yeah. Let's start with the in between. Brentford yeah. and Brighton. We're just going we're going right to the game. Right to the game. No lineups. No. On the double match week episodes. No. No need for that. No need. Uh starts off solid play from Brighton, but Brentford with the early chance. Frank Onyeka, good to see him back. Uh, he's been looking pretty solid since he's been back. Had a headed chance that went wide. Uh, first real good chance on net. Caicedo had a blast for Brighton, but was tipped over by David Raya. David Raya called on quite a bit this game. Um, had another big save on Joel Veltman uh, off a set play. Um, you can kind of see Brighton still look good and still playing the same way. It's a flowing football under DeGerby, but now the goals have kind of dried up a bit, and we saw this under Potter too. Yeah. Um, I would say an amazing volley by Brian and Buemo this game, right off the bar uh, from near the edge of the box. Would have been an absolute worldie if he would have had it, but the, the year of the post has overtaken the year of the worldie. The post kills. Um. In this game, Brentford winning a lot of second and third balls, hence why they're, you know, kind of hanging around in this game, even though Brighton looked pretty damn good too. But um, Buemo run through Bodonyeka. It squares it for Tony with a dirty little back heel flick to tip it onto the far post. 1-0 for Brentford. Filth. Absolute filth. Um, After the goal, Brighton able to get wide find guys in the box, but it felt like every shot was blocked by Brentford. Just real good defense. After his absolute 
horrendous showing. Mr. Ethan Pinnock is looking a whole lot better. Played well in their midweek game, too, against Chelsea. Um, right before half, we might have like a new wind-up merchant guy. Yol Yol Veltman. Yol Veltman. He had some people going. First off, he got Tony. He like barely nudged him, kind of stepped on his toe, having Tony scream at him. Refs had to separate him. Uh, then he set up a fight between Dejerby and Thomas Frank. He the ball rolls over Thomas Frank, and Veltman just shoves Frank to get the ball, and Frank kind of gives him a little bump back, and then Dejerby's like, "You don't shove my player." They're going at it. Veltman walks away. He doesn't care. I did see that. Uh. Um. Yeah, I mean, and then he even made uh, Jensen draw a yellow for a foul on him after baiting him in. I mean, Joel Veltman. You know, the Dutch already wind me up by putting mayonnaise on the French fries, so. Yeah, and by having Ronald Koeman exist. True. Second half, uh, Brighton still the better side early on. Really looked to stretch the field long, especially in the second half, kind of spread Brentford, get their levels a little uh off kilter from what they had been. However, Brentford won a penalty. Ivan Tony, some soft contact, but no uh no reversal by VAR. Ivan Tony, he's the pen merchant. He truly is. He truly is. Slots it. That's why he needs to be in the England squad. Yes. Uh massive chance to cut it back to two one. Solly March, free header, back post. Not the worst header. It's on target and low, but still relatively close to Riot where he's able to make the save. Head the whole net to head at from probably three yards out. Pretty tough. Um, and then as the game went on, Brighton's possession really kind of dwindled to leading to nothing. And uh, could have been 3 0. Lewis Dunk had a goal line clearance, but that is the match 2 0 to Brentford. Big win for Brentford. Big win for Brentford. Get things kinda, back on track. Yeah. Brighton kind of in that spell I was talking about of post-Grand Potter, playing a little tougher teams. Yeah. Kind of dropping points because you're just not able to score the goals even though you're playing good football. It's truly Brighton at its finest. Yeah, I got to imagine that in the winter window, they'll try and bring in a striker if possible. Yeah. Obviously, that's always very difficult, but... Deserby probably wants to get a guy or two of his own liking in the squad. They're going to bring in a guy from the championship. I don't know who, but they're going to bring someone in. They're going to bring in some unknown Venezuelan. Yeah. Well, who's this guy? Oh, it's Solomon Rondon. Oh, no. no. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. Moving on. All right. Moving on to the next match. Your game of the week. Game of the week. Massive season. Massive implications, title implications. That's right. We're talking about Leicester versus Crystal Palace. The first nil-nil game of the two match weeks. First half, Palace started pretty decently, uh, holding most of the ball, but still pretty sloppy in possession. Um, just, Just having a pass or two. You know, mistime, mis, mis hit. Sloppy was the key word for this game. Giving up, giving up the ball to to Leicester, um, and you know that's kind of dangerous the way Leicester have been playing. 
trying to play on the counterattack. But it took Leicester a while to get into the game. But towards the end of the first half, they started to get it moving a little quicker going forward. Kind of Leicester style, I would say. It's not necessarily like a counterattack, but... It's just fast build-up. Fast build-up. what they try to go for. And then they stall out and you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, this is gross. Goes into halftime, nil-nil. Second half, Leicester putting on the pressure early. In the second half, chances through Madison and Barnes, but they failed to convert. Uh, Another chance for Madison that he put just wide. Uh, Palace had spells of possession, but didn't really look dangerous in the final third. That's been something that's happened quite a bit this season. They haven't looked the sharpest in attack, I would say. Yeah, I mean, at times, it's they, they look real well, but then... I feel like finishing is mainly where it kind of falls yeah. off. Yeah. The passing and the runs, they're fine. Even the crossing and stuff, it's mainly the finishing. And Edward has come around a bit. I'm still a big Mateta guy, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's not always a ton of service for the striker. A lot of times it's the creativity is meant for solo play, whether it's Wilf, whether it's Etse, whether it's Olise. Yeah, a lot of times those guys are kind of creating their own shot, and their play doesn't really work that well with the striker, anyways, because it seems like they usually end up at times committing a lot of guys forward, having a lot of guys kind of in and around the box. There's not a lot of space. It's kind of hard to find space as a striker in that sort of system. But yes, um. Anyways, Palace make a couple substitutions that were a bit of a head-scratcher. They bring on uh, Milivojevic and Riedewald in place of Ducore and Turk Mitchell. That's where saving it for the midweek game yeah. special right there, rather than go for it at Leicester. Like, you know what we got midweek? We got Wolves at home, and we're going to take we're gonna take this draw, we're going to call it good. Yeah, they're like, oh, Leicester's really taking it to us. We got to batten down the hatches. Milovojevic. Milovojevic. Get over here. Rita Wald at left back. Yes. Ajax's finest. Um, so Leicester looked the more likely to score, but we're unable to. And in the end, finishes nil. Nil. On to the next match. Fulham versus Bournemouth. What a game. Truly what, a game a of soul. What a game. The championship matchup. Turned to Premier League matchup. Bournemouth wasted absolutely no time as they turned back the clocks to the first match week where they scored right away. They scored in the second minute. Too soon. Too soon. As a Stevie G man myself, too soon. Uh, They hit with some nice combination play from Phil Billing and Dom Solanke. Yep. The big boys up front. I'm Phil Billing and you're Dom Solanke. Let's go. Yep. Uh, Fulham overall were looking more dangerous and it showed in the 22nd minute when they drew level through the corner Issa Diop near post header if you're Bournemouth you don't want to be giving those away considering the height you have in your team yeah and the fact you're pretty tidy in defense normally yeah uh but Bournemouth were able to retake the lead just seven minutes later after another nice play from Dom Solanke to find Jefferson Lerma hits it first time just kind of passes it into the net. Yeah, big Lerma. 
Very moment nice. right there. Jeff not a, Lerma. Not as Worma moment. Not as Worma. <laughs> Big ups, Jeff Lerma. Bournemouth have a chance to make it three, but Burn Leno was fantastic. I'm telling you, Burnt Leno might be the best signing of any of the teams that will finish in the bottom half, which is where Fulham will finish. I'd have to sit down and think about that, but... He's going to be up there. <clears throat> for They didn't pay that much for him. Their That's defense true. still is not very good. It's, uh, it's yes. quite shaky, and he's yes. been probably, if we're just talking about pure stop shot, I would say he's been like a top five goalie. Yeah. So... Yeah, Fulham were getting pretty exposed in the wide areas because they were playing like uh, Bobby Reed as a fullback. Yeah, that's a good Because everyone's hurt. Um, so that wasn't good. One and a half time. That's Reed D. Cordova to you, by the way. <laughs> Reed D. Cordova Reed? Bobby D. Cordova Reed. I just said his last name, D. Cordova Reed. Reed. D. Cordova Reed. <laughs> New James Bond. Second half, 51st minute, Jeff Lerma giveth, and Jeff Lerma taketh away. This time he brings down Mitrovic in the box. Fulham are awarded a penalty, which Mitrovic scores. He, he's trying to challenge Tony to be the new pen merchant. Yes. What's that about? Even though he missed, what, against Wolves? It's one of the worst penalties of all time. It was from that moment on that he turned it around. Yeah, it was weird this game because you could tell he was not fully fit. They had to throw him out there. They, they just don't really were like, have a choice. Stand up there. Don't even try that hard. Just hope the ball falls to you. Like he wasn't he wasn't jumping for headers mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. He looked like maybe fifty percent. Um Bournemouth had a chance through Solanke and then Fulham were really putting on the pressure in the last twenty minutes. It looked like Possibly they were going to get a winner. But Bournemouth were able to hold them off to keep a point. At times, each team looked the better side. So, in the end, I think fair result. Yes, Points are shared. I agree. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hank's match of the week. <laughs> Wolves versus Forest. <laughs> Imagine if Neves didn't score the pen, how disgusting this game would have been. Let me tell you, Hank. Wolves are like the same thing on repeat every week. Surely they can't just like keep going with no manager. I don't care that you won and you went up against Crystal Palace in the midweek. Like You got to get someone in sooner rather than later. And I know they're holding out for the QPR guy. Rejected. Yeah. So, I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. But they got to get someone because whoever they have in there right now is just doing nothing. Um, hey, Stevie G to Wolves. He's going to Wolves. Let's bring in uh, Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood. Tactics Tim. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's going to be Dyche. Neil it's gonna, Warnock. It's going to be Sean Dyche to Wolves. I feel like Sean Dyche. Would fit well. He would. They, uh, they have a, a lot. no. They have a nice defensive uh, kind of foundation. Yeah, and they, they don't really need to build off that. You just kind of throw guys out there. I just don't know how he communicates with the Portuguese guys. They gotta learn English, <laughs> or whatever there's, it is. Is Sean Dyche speaks speech. <laughs> the scruffy voice, the gravelly. Voice. Yeah, eating worms for breakfast. 
Well, anyways, to the game. Wolves doing Wolves things. Holding possession, you know, they had a majority of the possession, but again, came down to the final third, not able to capitalize on any of the chances. Which is saying a lot because Nottingham Forest give you about three chances a game, like just by them doing just existing. Yeah, it's like a bonus three. Yeah, it's yeah. like, here you go. Uh, first half, best chance of the game came from Kilman's header, hit off the post and out. And Forest, it's kind of the same story for them as they look pretty poor going forward. Couldn't hold the ball much. Yeah. I don't get why they looked all right like early on in the year, even at home. But yeah. And even still, once in a while, they look all right at home. But on the road, there's just like no hope. They have like no – all they can do is feed off energy. It's like the only way they can even get some semblance of like confidence. Otherwise, it's just like – I mean, clearly it's lack of chemistry. Like, no one knows what they're doing out there. <clears throat> but also, it doesn't even feel like there's much of a system. Yeah. I think once they brought in Morgan Gibbs-White, they kind of went all weird because, like, trying to fit Gibbs-White and Brennan Johnson and then, you know, Jay Lings or Dennis. How about trying to fit in, like, all these work. guys and you just only have, like, realistically two spots, maybe three. Yeah. So doesn't make sense, but back to the game. Back to the game. Finishes first half, nil, nil. Second half, pretty uninspiring. A lot of stoppages, a lot of delays. Two penalties awarded, one for each team. Wolves awarded the first one. Handball on Harry Tafolo. Neves scored. Pretty obvious penalty to me. Yeah. Um, for some reason, it took took a while to review that's all why. that's everything now except when it actually needs to be reviewed long and they're like and the check is complete like three seconds after yeah they it's don't like, even what? show that they like reviewed it at all <laughs> it's like what um never scoring the penalty putting wolves up one nil that's Big ups to wolverhampton the only Wonders. way they can score is from getting a penalty yeah the second penalty was for forest awarded after a fall on the foul in the box from a corner but mm. jose saw came up with a massive save on brennan johnson brennan johnson just should get dropped right now Simple yeah as. i get he's a young guy you know you're trying to kind of build around him as one of the main guys with gibbs white sit him for his own good right now it's not going this is not doing his confidence a world of good yeah i just don't think he really fits in the system that they have. Well, I don't, I still don't know what their system is. So that's true. It's just like his counter attack is him running. And then there's like four defenders from the other team running at him. Yeah. And he can't pass to anyone. Yeah. Uh, Forrest looked better in the second half, but couldn't find the equalizer. Finishes 1 0. Pretty uninspiring, but Wolves get a win. So I guess that's good for them. Big ups. Forrest. Silicon Rough. Every passing day, Sam's biggest regret of life is not holding true to his Nottingham Forest prediction. That's true. That they would be absolutely horrendous. It's okay. I wavered for a second, but I've I've come back to see the light. So I mean when, no, there's you, no when you think back. about it. <laughs> it was like ninety seven percent and then at three percent I was like, Oh, that might be okay. And I'm no, they're not. Yeah. 
Maybe that I should game, go back and that say game they is are. Too, yeah. That's the all that's that's when you know we fully have lost our minds on the zag <laughs> is when we're like, Are we sure force is bad? Yeah, they had thirty percent <laughs> possession, but I like what they're doing. <laughs> Speaking of having thirty percent uh possession in most games. Tottenham Hotspur. Hotspur versus Everton. Starting off this match. Spurs started out pretty well. Un- it was it was kind of surprising the way this match went because I expected Spurs to be playing pretty slow and boring as they usually do, yeah. sitting back, allowing Everton to possess the ball. But they were actually on the front foot uh, in the first half. Everton did well to get into the game and actually had probably the better chances in the first half. Damari Gray had a great chance at the near post, but they really messed the shot up. Yeah, he tends to do that. Uh, Everton's defense looked pretty solid, was able to keep Tottenham out. Halftime, nil-nil. Second half, uh, Tottenham picked up a bit. really putting on the pressure. Kane yeah. smashing a volley, Pickford, and then Sun put his shot over. Good chance there. Uh, Doherty, in the 58th minute, Doherty's shot spilled by Pickford. And then Kane comes in. On the rebound, and Pickford kind of makes contact with he him. He puts his head like towards the ball. I don't know. I feel like he has a right to go for that ball. It's not that crazy, but yeah, I thought Kane contact. went down really soft. Yeah, for me, no penalty, but they awarded the penalty. I'll say penalty, so we don't seem too biased. Well, I mean, it's tough. Kane steps up. Pen Merchant, Harry Kane. Yeah, but he's no Tony and he's no Mitrovic. JK, he's definitely better than Mitrovic at Pence. Nah, wrong. But he's not better than Tony. You're wrong. Wrong. Tottenham take the lead 1-0. And then they add a second in the 86th minute after they break. Hoiberg gets on the ball in space in the box and has a nice composed finish to make it 2-0. Everton really struggled in the second half. Tottenham had to... They were forced into a substitution when Richarlison got hurt, and they ended up bringing. Who'd they bring on? I forget. Oh, they brought on Basuma, so they just kind of packed the midfield more. Everton could not handle it whatsoever. No, they could not get anything going forward. Um, I think Tottenham looks better in this shape too, kind of three-five-two. Yeah. Just easier as far as uh, not just being pinned in the entire time, <clears throat> yeah. which they are quite frequently for some reason. So that game finishes 2-0 to Tottenham. Not too surprising. Oh, debatable. Next Big match. Big Everton. The Sunday matches. Oh, this game. Um, Look at him. Look at him walking away. In disgust. It's the beginning of the end for Stevie G. Yeah, Frank Lampard's son, Mason Mount, put an end to Stevie G. How poetic. Aston Villa <laughs> starting off the game in true Aston Villa fashion with some shambolic defending. <laughs> Tyrone Mings tries to clear the ball, ends up heading it back towards his own goal, and it falls straight to Mount, who mm-hmm. scores. 
about as easy as a goal as you could come by yeah. these days. Bavilla, second half of the first half, well, pretty much from 15 minutes on, really the better side if, as far as creating chances. Yeah, I was surprised. Chelsea were not doing that much. They looked kind of content to not have the ball that much. I think Villa felt like this would be their, this was their all or nothing push kind of game for Stevie G. They tried. Yeah. They sure did. They looked good. It was their all or nothing push. It didn't work. Leon Bailey had a chance hit off the bar, and then there was a triple chance, and Keppa was just absolutely best popping off. Best goalkeeper in the world. Used to be best backup in the world. Now just your best keeper in the world. Keppa. If that's Mendy. Those go in. Stevie G beats Chelsea, still has a job. Yeah. It's Kepa. funny how these small things change the game. And by small things, you mean Keppa. Keppa. Yeah, he's small. Manlet. Little fellow. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, Keppa coming up with a huge save on Danny Ings, point blank. Hey, that they, was they finally did Watkins and Ings. Well, they did that the other game too, and they uh, were creating chances and stuff. It's just, it makes way more sense, but, yeah. you know. What do we know? What do we know? We just copy what Dean Smith does. <laughs> the guy who is at least half decent for Villa. Yeah. He's better than Stevie G. That's for Not sure. even close. Well, Tim Sherwood had a higher win percent at Villa than Stevie G. Bring him back. How is that even possible? Bring him back. I, I didn't even think Tim Sherwood won a game at Villa. Yeah, well, <laughs> Stevie G is better than Remy Gard. Well, that's not saying much. <laughs> the, Frenchman, the Frenchman fraud. <laughs> the French fraud. Moment of controversy in the 34th minute. Ben Chilwell flying into an ankle breaker challenge. Gets away with only a yellow. That's just proper Brexit football. Proper Brexit football. Let's go. Uh, just before halftime, Raheem Sterling. Raz. curling effort hit off the bar. So many shots going off the bar and the post and not going in. Talk about during the Chelsea-Brentford game, but the announcers were like, God, it's got to be kind of demoralizing for Sterling to come in thinking you're going to be the nine under Tuchel, and now you're once in a while having to play wing back under Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that's so funny because it's so true. You know, he's like, shit. Life comes at you fast. What can you say? Especially Sterling's been playing pretty decent for Chelsea up front, but Grand Potter's like, I need to see your work rate. Yeah. We have a bombing for tap-ins around here. Oof. The guy who's going to leave in January. Oof. A bummyang about the least Grand Potter of a player you could ever have. <laughs> True. The only thing that suits Grand Potter is that he doesn't score goals. Oh. Oh, dude. A bummyang's been killing it, though, for Chelsea. Okay. Yes, but it'll fade. It'll fade. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to leave in January. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what fades. He'll revert to the norm. Second half. Again. A mistake from Villa oh. causing their own downfall. This time on the free kick, Mason Mount stepping up. And Emmy Martinez thinks he can cheat wall side. Mm-hmm. Mason Mount just like puts it in the center of the goal. Makes him look yeah, a white fool. When you watch it live, it looked like just a really good free kick that he kind of tucked away too. Yeah, went opposite side. Yeah, but it was like... Oh, no, he was just like completely cheating and it went right down the middle. <laughs> I don't know how he couldn't even get back. That was, that was probably one of the worst free kick goals I've seen actually scored, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it might be up there. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like where he pretty much had started when he's lining up the wall and then yeah. he was leaning over. 
Brutal. It was funny, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, because you ate Emmy Martinez. We get it. We get it. We get it. Um, After that, that kind of sunk Villa's ship going forward, and they didn't have a whole lot in attack. Mm -hmm. Chelsea didn't really do much either. Yeah. They just kind of coasted to the 2-0 win. Grand Potter first win against Aston Villa of his managerial career. How about that? Off the schneid. Yeah. The the illustrious search the illustrious search for the team that Chelsea can't beat under a manager continues. We didn't know who it'd be. There's always one team. Mid table team Chelsea just like cannot beat. And we'll find out who it is for Grand Potter eventually. It's gonna be Forest. I said mid table. Mid table. They are absolutely they will be. nowhere. That, that's near. how much faith I really? have. No, no. <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> It's gonna be, yeah. If we're put, if we're placing bets, could have been Brentford if Brentford would have taken care of business this week, but it doesn't matter. That's true. Brentford did keep them out. They did, but they didn't. They didn't win. Maybe it's Bournemouth. Shout out Bournemouth. All right. All right. Moving on to the next match: Leeds versus Arsenal. Look at a picture of Gabby Jesus. <laughs> Lost in the sauce. Where are my notes? Here the they game are. of a break, of break time. Well, let me tell you. It was an interesting first half. Arsenal looked to be the better side. But Leeds, they were making it uncomfortable. They were pressing pretty well. They were pressing. Arsenal was like, hey, that's not very cool. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Uh no, this looked like one of those classic like Leeds plays pretty well performances. It's unfortunate they waste that against playing Arsenal. Yeah, you know the funny thing about this though, I was watching this match with my my father, and I was saying, yes. "Ah, don't worry, Leeds they drop off in the second half." Yep. Well, that happened before the second half though. Well. The goal, they, at least. They, they did drop off momentarily for the goal. From Saka, just absolutely blasted. Near post. Yeah. That clip of Arteta going around on social media this week where he's like, he's like, if you have this angle, you have to either shoot far post so he deflects it for a rebound for a teammate shot, or you shoot high and roof it because they can never get to it. And then it like, cuts to Saka doing his, ripping it right over the head of Melier. Absolute genius. Bit of a disaster class from Rodrigo on the giveaway. Yeah, the nice the nice switch up of play backwards that no one was ready for and you just completely set your team up to concede. I've seen this I don't know why I don't rate him. A few times this these past two matches where Rodrigo is like way too far back. Like <laughs> stop. Go away. You're <laughs> don't go anywhere near the defense area. <laughs> just stop. We don't want you there. They need the high work right out of him. There was there was someone who did that last season. I forget who it was, but it's like, I don't want you anywhere near. Maybe it was like Bruno Fernandez. You know, he'd be like playing yeah. left back, basically. Remember when he shot right at the hail last year? <laughs> or was that earlier this year? I think it might have been this year. He just took a, went to clear it and ripped it right at the hail. So Arsenal going to halftime 1-0. Not the most convincing performance. They looked a little, a little rough. I think it was just Leeds played well. I didn't even think I Arsenal think so. looked that bad. I think it was more Leeds played up to Arsenal than Arsenal played down to Leeds. 
Yeah, I think Arsenal wasn't as sharp an attack, but overall, I think, I think it was Leeds. Uh, second half, Leeds opened up the second half with a lot of pressure and chances, and were eventually awarded a penalty after a handball in the box, which somehow was offside in the buildup. Does not matter. But they ignore that, and they're like, okay, anyways, penalty. They're like, anyways, Arsenal's been getting some calls here. Now we're going to give calls to the other team. It's very, VAR right now is very uh, back and forth with these teams. It's like they feel like they mess up one call, so then they have to get back at a team for that. The pendulum swings. Yeah. Bamford steps up, puts it wide. That's tough. Oof. He does not look like he's very high on confidence at the moment. Well, he doesn't get much service, but still, when you get your chances, you got to make them count. Yeah. Arsenal were struggling to keep possession as the Leeds press was continuing on, which I was surprised. I thought I thought the Leeds press was done after 45 minutes. So not I was allowed. Like, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, moment of controversy as Gabriela is shown a red card and a penalty is awarded. For a possible kick out on Pat Bamford. Yeah. VAR reviews it. They say Pat Bamford fouled Gabriel first. No red card, no penalty. He really just kind of sprinted at him and just like just hockey checked him. him. Yeah. I thought that was the right call, personally. I didn't care at this point. I was already over this game. <laughs> I was over this game and thinking about fantasy football. And Leeds, they, they kept putting the pressure on, but Arsenal was just able to hang on, barely. Very yeah, stressful. you know, this is one of those where, and it feels like one of those games, too, where Arsenal would have, like, a slip-up. Not necessarily concede, but have, like, a momentary lap. Like, oh, my God. It's like Ben White just, like, lays the ball off for no reason. Right it was to, close. like, Sinistera. And you're like, oh, my, what were you doing? It was close. It wasn't quite like that. I mean, but. they got by by the skin of their teeth. I mean, you can't be giving away penalties and expect to win. Yeah, well, you know. Scoring one goal, but they You got big Aaron Ramsdale in there making saves like a mad lad. Yeah. Came up pretty clutch. So Arsenal take all three points, possibly their toughest test so far this season. That's not saying much. Even though Leeds played well, it's unfortunately not saying much. Yeah, I think maybe like Fulham. The Fulham is probably their second hardest game. Yeah. I Um, mean, the Liverpool one was decently hard, but Liverpool was not playing at the highest level. Yes. Moving on to the next match. Oh, United Newcastle. Yes. We were hyped about this one. Yes. Ah. This game starts off Man U. Breaking out quickly, looking for some cutback passes in the box. That was their main go-to sequence in this one. Uh, Newcastle best ball possession came a little later on um, towards the beginning, more like the 15-minute mark. Uh, Trippier, free kick, blocked. Chances for Joe Linton, and he hits the post twice on two separate shots back-to-back. Pretty tough. Uh, Cal... Cal Wilson almost fought the manlet himself, the certified manlet, Lissandro Martinez. Oh, I thought you were going to say Anthony. No. Man used a very small squad. What's, yeah. what's up with that? Got a lot of short guys, and then they got Ari and Ronaldo. 
and they're trying to outs those guys. This is very trying to make it as short as possible. Yeah. It's pretty much how people make their guys in FIFA Pro Clubs make them five foot ninety nine pounds. <laughs> They're going fast. for that, yeah. Um, first big chance for United on the counterattack. Pope makes a kick save on Anthony. Anthony could have done a bit better there, but um, goes in halftime nil nil. Second half, United trying to play out of the back, almost concede, and the the announcers are like, you know, they haven't really tried that for a while. We saw that early on when they lost to Brighton and Brentford. It's like, yeah, you know why you just stop doing that? Because it doesn't work. So just don't don't bring it out. It still doesn't work. It's never going it's to work. It's never going to work. It's never going to work because the center, it's, it's less about the center backs being able to play it up. They're supposed to play it to the midfield. Yeah. And you know who can't do anything in that spot? Fred. Fred. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> um. Ronaldo scores, but he's offside. Um, and then this is a bit of controversy here. Newcastle win a free kick. Cher slightly taps the ball back, just the slightest glance, and Pope walks up to it and just kind of stands there because he's waiting to take the free kick, and Ronaldo steals it and scores. I mean, the ref head blew his whistle and it was tapped back. Hard to say. Technically a live ball. Yeah, but does not count. Um, pen shout for Ronaldo by a little trippier nudging him. That I was really 50-50 on that one. I I couldn't decide if it was a pen or not because it wasn't like Ronaldo went down easy, but trippier really didn't make that much contact. I don't know. Um, this one, Sancho pen shout from Longstaff. This was egregious solely for the fact that the VAR review said no instantly. It's one of those where there's like, yeah, check complete. Yeah. It's like, no, he there was definitely contact. It had to take longer than one second. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a penalty. United should have, could have, would have scored. Um, little to no attack except in the counter for United, especially as the game went on. Uh, amazing chance. Rashford played through, dribbles Pope. Squares it for Fred, who misses the empty net. A rash for chance at the end, but heads it wide. Not free header, but he got up perfectly, and he just placed it wide of the post, and you feel like if that's Ronaldo, it's in, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Finishes nil-nil. Very exciting game. Newcastle didn't play bad, but still fortunate to get a point out of this Uh situation united got to feel a bit hard done in this game to not at least get one goal but stuff to build off for both sides i feel like yeah united coming into form newcastle is a tough match for them coming to old trafford yeah keep uh united goalless in this one i think is a good clean sheet it's a good accomplishment. You know, it's still work in progress, obviously. Yep. But Good night. On oh, to yes. The next match. Round one of Hans Hassenhodel's <clears throat> survival. Yes. The fight to survive. <laughs> Look at Moyes. Look at Moyes. What is that? That has to be the YouTube pick. All right. <laughs> Your wish is my command. That, that has to be. <laughs> what? what? Even is though that? it's... It's pretty small. Let's see. 
Holy moly. Wow, it's it's a pretty <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's pretty scuffed, but I think that adds to it. It's so funny. You can see all the wrinkles of David Moyes and it's it's so good. And it's scary, but all right, that is going to be the YouTube thumbnail. All right, so moving on to the match Southampton versus West Ham. Early chance for West Ham as Emerson has a shot go wide. A lot of early possession from Southampton. Mm-hmm. Kind of throwback to last season when yeah. they started out well. Yeah, and then they blow it. And then they blow it. Che Adams forces a save out of Fabianski. Fabianski had a good game this one. He's just been solid this year, not really talked about much. And then immediately after that, Skamaka almost has a rip from distance. Rip. But it goes just wide. And then at the other end, Southampton score. Perot via a deflection from the top of the box. How about that? Beats Fabianski. Coming into form. Southampton find themselves up 1-0. Massive. Then we had kind of a repeat where Skamaka just had so many chances but was unable to finish throughout the whole match. He might just be inefficient. You give him enough chances, they'll get it in, but he might just be inefficient. Yeah, it's not looking great so far, but I think the hope is that at least the chances are there. He just has to not try. We saw what he did when he didn't try. had a great goal. Yes. He's trying to be too perfect. Uh, Che Adams had a... Shot saved at the near post by Fabianski. And then West Ham West Ham looked the better side after the goal, actually, which was a little surprising, but drop off for Southampton. I don't know. Recently, I mean, West Ham, they didn't get punished against Wolves in that game, but Wolves were dominant in the first 20 minutes, and then after a couple of really good chances, West Ham kind of turned it on. So it's yeah, Southampton were the best side inside, like, 15 to 25 mm-hmm. and then after that West Ham turn on it's like they're asleep at the wheel or they're just S- slow too starters. passive yeah yeah they had a chance for Skamaka put over the bar and then Paqueta had a back post header that glanced off the post goes into halftime 1-0 West Ham still forever being the team most punished by year of the post <laughs> yes uh Skamaka another chance this one was actually pretty hard, but couldn't score. And then a nice effort from Paqueta from range, which somehow ended up being the first attempt on target for West Ham. 51 minutes Yeah, in. I don't believe it. Not sure how that happened. Finally, they were able to draw a level in the 64th minute from Declan Rice with a beautiful curler outside the box. We'll get to the Liverpool game, but he had a fantastic week. If we threw it together a team of the week, he'd have to be in it. I like it when he gets forward. Yeah. You know, he's he's yep. not like a straight six. No. He's he's an eight. Yeah. In box to box specialist. Which is like, West Ham, you got to get that man up in attack. The problem is, is that sometimes Sushek's too far forward. Yeah. And too often too far forward. Uh, both sides had the chance to grab a winner. One was through Skamaka again. Yes. Like five chances. And then Southampton actually had a chance through the youngster, Adozi, in the 86th minute, saved by Fabianski. Finishes 1-1. One, one. 
you just know that even though Skamak is not scoring, he's in these positions, and it feels like Mikel Antonio would never be in these positions because yeah. he's just at yeah. the point to where it's like he's not there. Right. I agree. So it's, you know, it's an eternal hell for West Ham fans that have to live through that. But sure no, is. it's one of the two options. Look at that man clap. That's a big clap. Look. <laughs> All right. To the game of the week. Game of the week, final match. How'd they of... give Anthony Taylor this game? How'd they give it to him? <clears throat> Should have been Peter Banks. <laughs> Michael Salisbury. Yes. All right. Liverpool versus Manchester City. Before we start, I remembered there's like, I think it was like Craig Pawson or someone that got like relegated to like doing championship games midweek. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that guy is a terrible ref. Yeah. Him and Paul Tierney. Yeah, well, you know. I just saw him do a championship game, and I was like, whoa! Whoa! Uh-oh. Relegated. Yes. Literally. First half, City looked the better side, holding more possession and creating more chances. Holland had two-headed chances and an attempted chip that were saved. Yeah, he was still frisky in this game even though he didn't score he's doing a bunch of stuff um i thought i don't know why people are saying van dyke did a good job in this game i didn't think that i thought joe gomez seemed to be on him a lot more than van dyke and stuff but even then holland was still creating the chances they just weren't super clear-cut chances and couldn't make the most out of them yeah uh liverpool when they did break they looked decent but it just wasn't happening enough in the first half uh, so they, they maybe had like a chance or two, but really not a whole lot going on in the first half. Goes in halftime, nil-nil. Second half is where the action begins. Liverpool opening up with a chance for Mo Salah in on goal, but Adairson came up with a massive save. And then City at the other end thought they scored, but disallowed for a foul in the buildup. That was tough. The little bit of jersey pull, but apparently they said that it would have been disallowed had that part passed because they said that he kicked it out of Allison's hand, which I don't I think so. Don't think so, but what can you say? Yeah. Game it's, became it's the Ed Mendy, Jared Bowen from earlier this year. True. Game became very stretched and hectic. Just what we like to see in these types of big matches. Absolutely. Uh, in the 76th minute, just after City free kick, Liverpool launched forward with a long ball up from Allison up to Salah. And Cancelo goes in for the tackle, but misses. And Salah threw on goal. This time, puts it past Adairson to take the lead 1 0. How about that? He redeems himself and scores. Allison, after he's been playing. not just. Saving Liverpool in defense, sparking but even the sparking the attack. Best player. Born he has. On. He has. I feel like people have given him some credit, but not I enough. feel like not enough for the yeah. amount of work that he's doing this season. Even last year. Even last year. No. Um, Jurgen Klopp sent off for excessive seething. Yeah, how about that? After he, his team wins tackle. and he still freaks out. The, the only way he's upset. not seething is 
when his team's beating Bournemouth 9-0 and he has to go rub it in Scott Parker's face. Yeah, the disrespect. Absolute Klopp can't even wear a uh, cardigan. What a coward. Bozo. He is a bozo. Darwin Nunes, Hank's guy. (laughs) No one's guy. What's that TikTok song? What's the... The... I forget how it goes. You're talking about that Liverpool fan? That cringy guy. Oh, no. That guy has like five of them. What was that one you sent me? God, I'm trying to remember it. I just watched one earlier today, and it was even worse somehow. It's it's so bad. So bad. Um, But anyways, Darwin Nunez. Multiple chances to put the game to bed, but showcases some of the worst decision-making I have ever seen. He's just not good. I'll say it. He's not good. He has raw skill, but he does not have the mind. Maybe, you know, the mind will come, but I doubt it. His strong suit is his ability to get open, and most of the time he's offside. And then when he actually is onside, he just ends up making the most boneheaded plays. Like It'd be like a two-on-one. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. If you could see this guy who does them too, it just adds to it. I oh. mean, he looks like looks a guy like a guy we know TikToks. named named like Big Tuna. Big Tuna, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. wrong. Shout out Big Tuna, <laughs> <laughs> making TikToks uh, for Liverpool. Yeah. Oof. Anyways, Liverpool come away with a massive one nil victory. I I can't believe they did it. I thought City I going couldn't and either. Truly incredible. Um, yeah, I thought that uh, defensively Liverpool made a strong effort to kind of sit back in this game and make sure no matter what we're not going to get beat by yeah. some, you know, passing sequence or something. Holland beats us, Holland beats us, but we're going to try to take away as much as we can otherwise. But Man City still had plenty of chances, don't get me wrong. That they did, that they did. They just got cut out that one quick play. Yeah. You know? They had like a it's, corner or it's something. Surely this is like the story of Man City. This is like a game where it's like when it really, really matters, they like never come through. Yeah. Mainly it happens in the Champions League. We don't see it many times in the Premier League, but. Yeah. All right. That's the end of match week 11. To 12. On to the match week Hank. Oh, Yes. Now you don't have to listen to me anymore. Yes. Except for two games. Yes. But you get to listen to Hank talk about Nottingham Forest. Yes. Um, Darwin, Darwin, Ernest. You're just singing that the entire time I'm He talking. came from Benfica <laughs> to the Big Reds. Uh, Brighton, Forest. Nottingham Forest, let's just get this out of the way. They could not beat the press at all. I for one am shocked. It's well, it's something about Brighton where it's like they don't even they press well, but they don't like they're not super excessive about it. It's kind of like when Brighton beat United this year. It's like they're not trying like super hard to like we're going to beat you like we're lead style in terms of pressing. Like that's all we do. They're just like we can't get past this point and we're gonna run at you. Yeah, it's more efficient. Yeah, um, and the long balls from Forest were doing nothing. Brighton's passing and runs were just simply not in sync, especially in the attacking third. Best chance came from Leandro Trossard, who rang one off the crossbar. 
Um, but also a nice attacking sequence for Brighton that led to a Dean Henderson double save. You take that, Dean Henderson haters. People complaining about Dean Henderson. He is far from the problem at Forest. No, but people are acting like he's not good. Just because he concedes goals from outside the box. I don't think Forrest have a defense, but that's neither here nor there. Um, second half, Brighton dominating possession, passing been a little better. Um, Johnson had a chance for Nottingham Forest on the counterattack, went just wide. Again, he was all by himself being chased by Brighton guys. Um, you know, nice sequence for Brighton leads to a, Pascal Gross shot, forced Henderson into a save. That was probably their best chance of the second half, and it wasn't even like that great. Um, there just wasn't much in this game. Uh, I want to see them start Matoma eventually. Yes. If we could make that happen. 100%. But finish is nil-nil. So. It's just that Brighton that, you know, they they need to take more risks. Yeah. <sighs> Push it, push, I, push I just it feel tempo, like sometimes get the this, shots off. this feels like they're still going for it. I agree with they do run into those spells, especially under Potter, but I felt like in this game they were going for it. They just didn't quite have the quality to have a guy in the right spot and finish. Yeah. Finish is nil-nil. Not even force. I'm not letting you go from this. You may have got a point, but that was terrible. You should be ashamed. Second match. Crystal Palace, Wolves. Um, starts off Ducari with an absolute, again, year of the post. 20 to 25 yards out, just absolute rip. Square off the post. Um, right after that, Diego Costa, massive chance, but too much dribbling. He dribbled the defender, held him off, got around the keep, and it rolled out of bounds. It was tough to watch as a Diego fan. I was, you know me, I was sitting on my couch. Diego, Diego, Diego. <laughs> uh, Palace, definitely the better team in the game so far. Wolves struggling to get on the ball. Yet, out of nothing, Sam. Wolves string together a few passes on the counter. Hit a wide cross to the back post. Your guy, Adama Traore. Let's go, the muscle man. The oily man himself for 1-0. Every time I see him, I just think of how disgusting it would be to like accidentally like touch his arm. And then you got, like, baby oil on your hand. Yeah. Not okay. It's gross. Palace not uh, not getting good looks for a shot, really. And right before half, this, you could say, was the turning point of the game right here. Wolves win a free kick. Podence wins it. Edge of the box. Neves rip right off the post. Goes in the halftime, 1-0. Second half, first minute, Palace open up with... A nicely well-worked passing sequence resulting in a far post tap-in for Etze. It's 1-1 just like that. And Wolves have to be thinking, well, we had it all to play for. Now we don't. And this is going to go further south. Because Crystal Palace just kept pinning Wolves in. Edward almost hit a bike off an amazing sequence. Palace is passing really in this game. Superb. Uh just able to pull Wolves out whenever they'd like. Um, and then the comeback is completed. Edward finds Wolf after a nice run 
A little team play, a little build-up action. And Wilf, Wolf did score, didn't he? Yes. Please make sure. Thank yes, God. Yes, um, Wolf is applying pressure as Palace don't commit many forward. Uh, pretty big save by Guaita and Neves. And then Collins had a chance to tap it in at the back post. Guedes, nice little move to get open, squares it. Collins couldn't score, but it was offside anyways. Finishes 2-1. to one. Crystal Palace, even though they didn't beat Leicester, taking seven from three. Good signs. Seven from three points. Yeah, seven from three <laughs> points, yes. Seven from three games. Yes. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say it's good to see Palace. Especially comeback wins against uh, Leeds and Wolves. Yeah, they're doing what they got to do. This is a point in the schedule where they would look and say... We need points. Home games against the crap teams, yes. Give us points. Yep. Um, so, yeah, good to see Palace picking up some points there. Mm-hmm. Some momentum going. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Round two of Han's survival fight. We're really on, like, round 900, but... True. We'll call it round two. Uh, Bournemouth, Southampton. Very chaotic and sloppy start for both sides. A lot of giveaways, a lot of just disgusting play. Um, it's one of those where the defense isn't even good, but the attack is just bad kind of games. But then uh, out of nowhere, we get some dangerous attack early on. And then we get your guy, Shay McAdams, with a nice flicked on header. Amazing cross from Perot. Perot now being the the spark that Southampton needs in attack. What is this about? We mentioned how much we love their wide players, Levermento, Walker Peters, even what's what's this new guy's name that they're uh, throwing out there, the dollar store, Levermento. Do you have the lineup? Oh, Juan Larios. Yeah, something like that. Awesome. Awesome guy. Wait, you went past. Yeah, there's Juan Larios. Yep. That guy. I don't know what it is about Southampton, but they just get these wide guys. I like a dozy. Uh he's solid too. Um Southampton, big chance, but Aribo cannot touch it on goal. It doesn't even make sense how he couldn't get it touched on a goal. Great play from Kyle Walker Peters to set it up. Best chance for Bournemouth this half was Phil Billing with a rip and Bazunu save. We finally had a Bazunu like actually getting rewarded for like having to make a couple saves. Normally it's like he'll make a few saves, but they still lose like four one anyways. Goes in halftime one nil. Sinesi headed chance. Um, Bournemouth really really putting the pressure on Southampton. Feels like they could have scored at any minute from really forty five minutes to like this sixty sixty fifth minute. Um. After that is more Bournemouth just kind of holding possession and Southampton would get the ball, they'd instantly turn it over. Bournemouth, in this game, this might be the way to beat Bournemouth. You kind of let them have the ball because they don't fully know what to do. Yeah. They're like, we can't just be efficient and have like five chances a game and go down and score. We have to create more chances than that. This is not possible. Um. I like that Southampton attackers like give a shit in terms of like running around. I know that they're not like the best, but like Armstrong's always running and stuff. I always appreciate that. It's all you can ask for. Yeah. 
Um, McAdams brace was on the cards, but blocked by Adam Smith as he had a tap in. So finishes one nil Southampton get their win, a actual must win. You would probably yeah, say very badly needed. Um, as for Bournemouth, you've been rolling. This game was definitely something different than what they had been facing in terms of uh, Hans threw him a wild card, and they didn't really know how to uh, respond. It'll be interesting to see if Bournemouth can bounce back and keep their form up. Yeah, I think, I mean, they won't come into games very often where they'll be able to, like, possess the ball and have to, like, break down a defense. Yeah. So probably more of a one-off, I would presume. I would have liked to have seen more from Tavernier this game, given the fact they're going to have the ball so much. Fair enough. Moving on. Brentford and Chelsea. Um, kind of slow start to the game early on, but then kind of ramped up. Tony with the first chance of the game, saved by Kepa, um, had a chance from a ball whipped in. Chelsea begin to kind of dominate in possession, but very indecisive in attack as far as runs and passes go. Um, Brentford being pressed off the ball, but still creating chances and look a threat. Armando Broya this game. I'll tell you what, Sam. His pace. He's sneaky, sneaky fast. He is pretty speedy. Um, it was really giving Brentford troubles, especially Ben Mee. There's probably four times this game where Ben Mee was caught. There was one sequence. We'll we'll get to it later, but um, it was pretty tough. Uh, Tony header off the free kick saved by Keppa as well, and then Chelsea a few counterattack chances to round off the half. But uh, one of those being Broya probably like somewhere between like five to t- 10 yards back of Ben Mee. They're chasing after ball and Broya just smokes him to the ball. You nod. It's one of those things you have to see. Uh, no, halftime, nil, nil. Brentford, definitely the stronger team to start off. Probably the first 15 to 20 minutes look like they're about to score a goal at any given moment. Yet Chelsea, so dangerous on the counterattack. Um, Koulibaly kind of was exploited a bit this game. Couldn't really handle the quickness uh, of a couple of the Brentford attackers. But Kepa and Raya called on with some big-time stops in the second half. Bulisic got subbed on. Actually looked pretty good. Looked like he was arguably Chelsea's best player. Um, and the game really wraps up with the chance at the death for Chelsea. Chukwameka shoots. Could have potentially dropped it for Raya's. And then he was one-on-one with the goalie, but I don't blame Chukwameka for shooting. He had a clear look at net. So finishes nil-nil. One of the more exciting nil-nils that you would ever hope to watch. You got two good ones. You got this one and uh, United Newcastle. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here with Leicester Palace. Leicester Palace. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, no, a good performance by Brentford. Chelsea heavily rotated. You lost Gallagher early on with injury and stuff it's like uh you know you probably just take a point at brentford at that point all right all right convince yourself of the point of brentford okay i i respect (laughs) it i respect the hustle oh it's better than zero moving on to 
Liverpool versus West Ham. Liverpool opening up the match, dominating possession, not too surprisingly. Uh, had some early chances through Darwin Nunes, who could not Darwin, convert. Darwin Nunes came from the Fika to the Big Red. Big Red. <laughs> that uh, guy is so over the top. He absolutely is. We should be on this pod. We should get that guy on this pod. Yeah, guest host. West Ham struggled to really get into the game. Um, Anytime they'd get the ball, they'd just be pretty isolated, and Liverpool would win it back fairly easily. And they were just playing more conservatively, which isn't too surprising. Yeah. Uh, Not wanting to get exposed by Liverpool. But they were exposed in the 22nd minute after Kostas Schimikas played a beautiful ball into the box. So beautiful, even Darwin Nunez couldn't mess it up. And it, he scored. it just feels wrong to not say Schimikas and then Matip right afterwards. Schimikas Matip. <laughs> yes. Nunez had another chance, barely missed after an actually very nice volley, and it hit off the post and out. A big chance for West Ham to get back into the game as they actually got down into Liverpool's final third. They were awarded a penalty after a poor challenge from Joe Gomez crashing into Bowen in the box. Bowen steps up, unconvincingly takes the penalty, and it's saved. Did you see the Van Dyke like messing with the penalty spot? I don't know if I don't think it impacted it. He didn't really slip. He didn't really slip. I'm not a huge like cry about that. I hate it. I I I couldn't care less. It's part of sports, the sportsmanship. I think it's it's pretty cheap. (laughs) I wish the refs would actually like pay attention to that. Yeah, well, when you're me and you have the standing Ivan Tony shot so you can't slip because there's no run up what I mean what do you expect well I mean when you plant your leg you can... he doesn't plant his leg though watch it <laughs> he's he's literally floating he's, he kicks with both legs straight on he doesn't even kick it with the side of his foot. it's the two toe the front toe is kicking it yeah he goes two footed tackle into the ball he does the foosball guy he just starts spinning there's a metal <laughs> pole in him and someone spins him and he just rips it he does like 10 front flips and <laughs> kicks it. Uh, so a massive moment as West Ham are kept out. Goes into halftime 1-0. Second half, Liverpool had some action early. Chances to double the lead. But then it was West Ham who surprisingly got back into the game and had some chances. Uh, ben Rama had a chance as he found himself open at the back post. But... Tried to go first time on the volley. Couldn't get much purchase on it. Kurt the Cat Kicker Zuma nearly put one into his own net. That what was, do you expect from him? That was pretty funny. Uh, Milner came up with a massive game-saving block on Suchek in the box to prevent probably a, a, a sure goal, I would yeah. think. He was like three yards out. Liverpool were able to withstand West Ham's pressure, take home all three points. How about that? Liverpool bounce it back, two wins on the trot, but now they're playing Nottingham Forest this upcoming week. Can you stop the? Can you stop Forest? I don't think so. Can you stop the 
stoppable the attack. Sink, the, <laughs> the absolute sinkable object that is forest. They're pretty much like a, a little piece of paper in the ocean. <laughs> Sinking. It was good to see West Ham fight back, though, in the second half. Um, I like to see They're that. still playing well. Yeah. Even though they didn't get a result here, they're still playing pretty well. And the performance in this game wasn't spectacular, but other, apart from Mr. Rice. Yeah. Getting getting man of the match in a game, he, this team lost. How about that? What a guy. Yeah, Liverpool in the second half, not very good. Yeah, that's how it goes. Next match, Newcastle-Everton. The, the ultimate top three attack in the world. Newcastle. What can you do? You got Jacob Murphy out there. Starting off the game, he had a rocket just wide of the far post, upper 90. It's quite the physical game. You'd expect that out of Newcastle. They're going to... They effectively lay the boom in midfield. What can you say? With Bruno and Joel Linton. There's one play where... I forget who was on the ball for Everton, but they just held it for like a split second. They passed it, and then like 0.2 seconds later... Joel Linton just like truck stick just leveled the guy. <laughs> so good. Uh yeah, just a battle in midfield out there. But Newcastle really, really committed a lot of guys forward. To the point to where I was a bit scared to where if Anthony Gordon got loose, they might just get caught out. Um but they're able to uh to kind of pin Everton in for the most part. Uh I guess Everton's best chance of the first half kind of came. Calvert-Lewin header, that went just high. Good to see him back out there. He's definitely working his way back into form and stuff. But um, Then Newcastle, they get the goal. 30 minutes in. Miguel Almiron, Miggy. Hank's oh, Miggy, you're so fine. Ordered. You're so fine. You it's blow my mind. Hey, Miggy. He's too good. He's class. He's unironically <laughs> class. Where did, what is this? He can't be stopped. Um, Newcastle, great job creating chances through the air too. A lot of uh, chances for Cher and Burn and stuff throughout this game. And then I'd say the highlight of the game for the non-soccer stuff. I felt like all the games I watched this week had a lot of a lot of pent-up aggression. You missed out on this. Anthony Gordon tried to fight all of Newcastle. That's he, amazing. He got well. He thought he got fouled by Dan Burn. And he was very upset. And then Trippier comes over. He's talking to him. And Anthony Gordon just gets right in his face and pretty much shoves him. And Trippier is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and Shar comes in, just completely like chest bumps him out of the way. Pope comes in. He's throwing Anthony Gordon around. It was wild. That's amazing. Uh, 1-0 going into half, second half. Everton start fast on the front foot in terms of attacking, but it really fades as the half goes on. And Newcastle just become more settled in the game and play at their own pace, um, becoming real comfortable. Create a couple chances, but more like half chances than real chances. Um, game finishes 1-0. Best part about this game afterwards was Frank Lampard coming out saying, yeah, it was a close game, played well. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, I, I'm i sorry, Frank, I, it was not a close <laughs> game. You got absolutely dominated. He's doing damage control. Yeah, he's like, oh, it was close. It's like, no, it it truly wasn't, but that's how it goes. All right. Bit of a tough run of, of games for Everton. And they still got points out of it. Yeah. You know, they're still playing well, except this game. But 
You know, they got points out of games they need to get points out of. I was surprised. I was reading some some Everton fans talking about how how poorly they think Everton have been playing. It's like, man, you guys, for a team that almost got relegated last season. I don't know, like, what world they live in. Do they think, like, first off, when Everton was good for, like, 2013 to, like, 2016? The Moyes era. Moyes slash Roberto Martinez, beginning of Roberto Martinez era. Like, the Premier League was a lot worse. Yeah. There's a reason you almost got in the Champions League one year you're like a couple points off like the Premier League is just not that bad anymore yeah the top teams are absolutely loaded you're not going to be sniffing that you'll be lucky to be Europa League as Joe Rogan would say they're killers killers they're murderers yeah something like that (laughs) um speaking of murders murder my eyeballs this team is guilty of it first degree murder of Hank's eyeballs United versus Tottenham and this Tottenham team, I tell you what, Sam. It sounds like we're hating on them, and it's so funny because Tottenham fans get so defensive about the way their team plays. I actually saw oh, massive. There's one tweet that went viral. Uh, that was a Tottenham fan that was like, "Just sack Conte already." He's <laughs> like, and then he replied to his own tweet. He's like, "I get what you people are saying, but it's just not getting any better. I don't know what to tell you." And I was like, "That's quite the take. I don't know if I'd go that far, but..." It is a whole lot worse than it is good, but I don't know why people are trying to pretend it's not that. Yeah. I'll but let you break down the game and then I'll give you Tottenham, very, very shaky whenever the ball is at anyone's foot in midfield or defense. Um, Anthony hit the post early on. Um, there's space for Tottenham to spread an attack. Like United's shape wasn't all that spectacular, I didn't think, but first half is pretty much the Larice show. And also mixed with the fact Marcus Rashford couldn't score, who was my captain this week in Fantasy Premier League, and he had like five chances to score. You put the trust in him, and he didn't deliver. Well, when Erling Holland isn't on the field, <laughs> I don't. I someone had to be captain. <laughs> Look, Marcus, someone has to be captain because Erling's isn't here. You have to be captain. Um, Tottenham get to attack as the half goes on, but the passing is just so bad. It's just so bad. And then, like, if they did have a chance where they got, like, in or around the box, it's like it falls to Doherty, and he takes a rip, and it's just, like, 30 yards wide. And you're like, oh, nice. Uh, goes in halftime, nil-nil. Second half, right away, United get going. Uh, Sancho sets up Fred on a tee, scores off a deflected goal. Uh, Davies with an absolute shit def- decision to b- stick his leg out to block that. Brutal. 1-0. And I, I couldn't believe it. Marcus Rashford could not score in this game if his life depended on it. I can't stress that enough. You cursed him. Um, More of the same from Tottenham in the second half as far as just struggling to go forward. Like, I don't know how they're so bad at passing. That's why I think it's an interesting idea to go with five in midfield and it makes it a bit easier. But I think ultimately it comes down to they don't have a guy that connects midfield to attack unless you have Kane drop back virtually to midfield or around midfield. Yeah, a lot of it comes down to them doing their own dirty work, really. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Fernandez breaks the duck. He heard what everyone was saying. Scores to make it 2-0. He scores a, a second time, but he was off. Um, so finishes 2-0. A 
Big story. Little Ronaldo. Yeah, big story is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo refusing to go on. Walks down the tunnel before the game's over. I don't blame him. I Why didn't they I sell him? I wouldn't want to play this game either. Tottenham? Oh, gosh. Yeah. What did you hear Conte said before the game? Where he said, uh, we didn't lose to United last year. We lost to Cristiano Ronaldo oh. or something. It's like, okay, guess what? Tottenham, I, I just don't know anyone could like them. I'm sorry, Tottenham fans, but... When Romero comes out after the game, your supposed best center back and is like cheering, <laughs> cheering for his fellow countrymen for winning the game, which they just played each other. That's that's brutal. Yeah, he he applauded Lissandro, Martinez on, the manlet. on Instagram. Oh, oh my! If if a Chelsea guy did that, he would be like exiled, or Arsenal guy. Yeah, like even if it was like, because United Tottenham isn't like a rivalry rivalry but it's like it's a big six match yeah yeah Yeah. it'd be like a if a guy on chelsea did that to a guy on city like mad respect bro after losing to city like two no he'd be like wait what yeah at that wait what am i missing something terrible 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 i mean here's the thing about tottenham the signs have been there you know, we've yeah. noticed this. Tottenham, they've been winning, but they, their performances have been, been pretty bad. They've been so much worse this year performance-wise than I thought, and they've just been absolutely grinding their way through shit to yeah. get these results. I mean, it's obvious that there's an over-reliance on their elite guys, but like this, the, their middle of the pack and not very good guys are like shockingly bad for them this year. To the point to where it's like, when Hoiberg has a good game, people like try to throw his name around like he's really good, and it's yeah. like, no, because I, I watch games like this and he does nothing. Yeah, I think, I think it was getting covered up by the fact that they were winning games, but when they play like this and lose, it's really hard to defend that kind of play, that kind of system. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think it was just it was a matter of time before this happened. They should have lost that game against Chelsea could have lost a few games and and it kind of continued on from there they yeah. had some games where they really played poorly and and still ended up winning uh lost to Arsenal could have dropped points to Brighton I think yeah Brighton was one that's why it was more surprising like it was surprising when they played well against Everton yeah you don't expect them to play well no as for United, massive result, solid performance. I mean, Tottenham aren't very good, but it's still a big six match and he showed up. I think the main thing is Bruno got off his schneid. Yeah. That's the main thing. Maybe get him confidence going forward. But this whole Ronaldo thing, I don't, I, I'm just going to say, I don't think it's going to affect the team that much. I think there's a select yeah. few guys who care about Ronaldo in the locker room, and I don't think that the majority of them do. I'll say it. Which is why I was so confused that Ten Hag wouldn't let Ronaldo leave when he definitely, whatever is said about, oh, he doesn't actually have, he had, he definitely had offers. There's no way he didn't have offers from Sporting and a couple other teams. They could have let him go and they just didn't. And what for depth, that's, that's what bothers me about Ten Hag is like, he feels like he's, I get you're trying to like establish yourself, but this is Cristiano Ronaldo, like. Mm-hmm. just let him go it's not worth it 
Yeah, I think you're trying to be bigger than the team. You're trying to be bigger than Ronaldo. Just stop. I think uh, Ronaldo overestimates his his grasp on the team in terms of like how important he is to the team. Oh, one hundred percent. At this point, not very important. Last season, more so important, but this season, it's just with kind of a distraction. Of, with the emergence of young Marcus Rashford <laughs> yeah. coming back in the fold, the resurgence. Yeah. When you when they're playing guys like Juan Mata, Ronaldo is important out there, but they're not quite as bad as last year. Yeah. Moving on to the game where the sacking occurred. Um, That's what he's saying to Ashley Young. Look right at there. Ashley Young. You won't even look him in the eyes. No. Did you see the clips of the Villa training before this game? I did. Like not. the two days. Oh my gosh. Sad. They're sad literally boys. just walking through. They're just do. They're white. Going like through the motions. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Bundia is like lightly jogging. It's it's bad. Can, can this be the thumbnail? Oh, can you do a half and half? That's asking half a lot. Half. That's asking a lot. The duality of man, the head down versus the clap. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the the Chad versus the Virgin meme, but it's more, I don't know what you would call Moise in that. He's like a Sigma. A, a Moise kind of <laughs> seems like a deluded old man in that picture. <laughs> like yes. he doesn't know what's going on. Um, to the game, Fulham dominant from the offset. I mean, just great attacking early on. Willian was just slicing and dicing Villa. Look at Thomas if Frank. If we were going for duality of men, it would be this picture of Thomas Frank <laughs> and Stevie G. Yeah. Um, Mitrovic looked pretty good this game. He looked a little more healthy in this, but still I couldn't believe they played him back-to-back games after he wasn't fully fit. Pereira looked really good this game in terms of creating chances. Couldn't take any, but... Had chance off a corner early on, and then goal line clearance off a of Mitrovic header. This is when you knew it was beginning of the end for Villa, because their midfield and defense was ridiculously poor. Um, Martinez had a big save on the Pereira free kick, and soon after had a big save on Williams. So it was really Martinez keeping a minute, and then all it takes is one of those bounces to go against you, and that's exactly what happened off the corner. Harrison Reed, little rip. The flex in, still a good shot. Goal scorer Harry Reid yeah. this season popping off. So 1-0 going in the half, second half, more of the same from Fulham. Dominant, Villa cannot pass. It. Even into like the middle third, it wasn't even possible. Um, and then we get Douglas Louise red Just a terrible not, call. <laughs> not a fair call for the headbutt, but he may deserve a red for his awful hair. That's uh, fair. Then there's a pen on a handball. I thought that was a bit harsh. It was a bit harsh. He was, Maddie Cash was like a foot away and was blasted right at him. But, I mean, I guess, do you, when a guy's when a guy's going like this to turn away, you call that pen? I mean, it's so close. I feel so like close, you have though. to. It's so close. When when the arm is like that, you know, above. Well, it's more like a, like his head. Yeah. Like that. It's pretty high. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it is converted by Mitrovic, and then we get the fitting end to Stevie G is a Tyrone Ming's own goal. And then I stopped watching after that. I was like, this this is just beyond pathetic. One, one final M. <laughs> Press M in chat. I think we saw this coming a long time ago. I can't believe last it lasted season. this long. Uh, we thought he'd be like on a leash coming into the year. And I thought it'd be really amped up when he lost to Bournemouth, for God's sakes. Imagine if they didn't have those few games where Coutinho popped off. 
Ja. Må jeg se til. Ja, nej, nej, det er jeg. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. I have nothing to say about this game other than Craven Cottage, OP. Hell yeah. Harrison Reed. It's like a... <laughs> the ginge. A regen of Jack Colbeck. But better. But better. All right, last Jack match. Colbeck's. Danny Ward, man of the match. Last match of the week. Leicester versus Leeds. Um, game started a bit slow. Both teams just kind of feeling it out. Leeds started looking dangerous and had a couple of chances at goal and then ended up giving away the ball. <laughs> Mark Roca, just a, a terrible mistake. It's the ball taken off of him. Robin Cook tries to clear then spreads cross. But Your guy, Robin Cook. Bro, you were literally, last episode, <laughs> I kind of like him. He had one good game, and you know what he did immediately? Turned around and own gold. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, I mean, he was never going to no. clear that. No. Uh, yeah, really poor from Roca. Disappointing leads, these giveaways this feels in like front a game of their own box. Won. You got to win if you're leads. Yeah. But it, they keep slipping. Jesse Marsh is not quite marching on oh the seat is getting hot uh Leeds had a couple more chances after the goal including a hit off the crossbar from Sinisteros curling effort I think he was the only one who looked decent yeah I, I mean this is the first one of the like only games where he's actually looked good though which is unfortunate because I thought he'd be a lot better coming in but he is only like 20 21 so yeah um Lester hit quick their fast build up came into play here in the 35th minute. So they doubled the lead with a well-worked spell of play, which went from Barnes, or ended up at Barnes. Dewsbury Hall it, to Barnes. It was Pratt to Vardy to Dewsbury Hall to Barnes, just kind of like bing, 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 bing. Ends yeah. up with Barnes. Bing, 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 bing. Vintage Harvey Barnes, as Some vintage say. Harvey Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> now, vintage Harvey uh, Barnes is, is playing a 1-2. No, vintage they Harvey Barnes. They love some one twos with Harvey Barnes. It's just out of nowhere curler, and you're like, wow, okay. Uh, goes in halftime, 2 0. Pretty disappointing for Leeds not to score after having some good chances. Yes. Uh, second half lacked quality from both sides going forward. And that meant that all Lester had to do was grind out the final 45 minutes to get all three points. I think the difference between these two sides in this game. Was apparently Danny Ward, who was man of the match. He, yeah, I think it was just being clinical. You know, yeah. Leicester only had a couple of chances, and it they put the pressure on. They they made the most out of their chances. Meanwhile, Leeds have just been very inefficient, to say the least. Wasteful. They had it going early in the year with Harrison and Aronson. Now they're not getting those guys on the ball enough. Yeah, Harrison didn't even start this match. No. They, they went well, to they Somerville. Had to, yeah, they had to rotate a bit. Um, He's played every game. He plays every game like 90 minutes. Pat Bamford just looks very... Um, he might need to go back to the championship. He's got a huge lack of confidence, it seems, right now. And it looks like he might have lost a step of pace, too. Well, with so many injuries will do that to, yeah. to a man. So, so Leeds, uh, it's a tough one. They lose again. Jesse Marsh... On the hot seat, the pressure's getting put on. I fear he is the next man to fall. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You read the reaction online, the fans are not having it. Yeah. They they started worse this season than they did last season. What about Wolves firing their interim guy? Okay, that doesn't count. 
All right, let's let's look ahead to the weekend. Yes, let's. Liverpool Forest at the city ground. Forest have that little added boost, but Liverpool seem to be coming into their own here. Um, I guess if one thing I'm watching for is how many mistakes Liverpool can capitalize on that Forest make. Yeah. Or if Forest just literally sit back the entire time and make them Liverpool cross the ball in and stuff and try and play the way they did against Brighton. I feel confident in saying Liverpool 2-0. Yeah, Liverpool 3-0 for me. Okay. Everton, Palace, Goodison. I like this matchup. This is going to be tough for Palace. Can you keep it rolling when you're going to a tough place to play? And Everton have a little bit to play for because they're not – they haven't got – all the results lately, but still solid performances. Yeah, Crystal Palace is uh, coming in a little more confident, so I think that might just give them the edge. I think 2-1 Crystal Palace. I'm going to be watching who can dominate midfield. Um, I, I like both defenses. I think it's solid. I think if there is a winner, it'll be 1-0 to either side, but uh, I'm going to go with a 0-0 spectacular. All right, Man City, Brighton. Bounce back game for Man City. Sorry, Brighton. Yeah. Uh, would be interesting to see Brighton maybe spring counterattack chances, but I can't see it. So I'm going to say City 4-0. I'm going to say City 2-0. Chelsea United, this one is quite intriguing. It seems like this game's always like nil-nil. Yeah, lately, but... Yeah. I don't know. United's defense too good now, except when they play Man City. Chelsea's attack isn't amazing, but their defenses looked a lot better. It's lining up for nil nil, which makes me believe it's going to be more than that. I think I'm going to stick with a nil nil. I'm going to go with a two one Chelsea victory. Okay. I'm just. I just haven't really been convinced of Chelsea's attack yet. We'll have to see. We will have to see. Although without Reese James, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, Villa Brentford. Do we know who Villa's interim is? I do not. It's going to be Matty Cash. It's going to be Tyrone Mintz. <laughs> it's going to be the player man. Who's their oldest guy? Did they still have like El Mahamedy? Oh yeah, Ashley Young. Just Could stick I, him out unironically there. see that happening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think you'll see a little boost in terms of. Just having Stevie G gone, it'll be different. Maybe play how they naturally want to and stuff. But, uh, yeah. you know, I believe this game last year at Villa Park was a draw. If not, Brentford won 2-1. to one, But uh, I'm going to stick with that, and I'm going to go Brentford 2-0. Yeah, I'm going to say Brentford 2-0, although I do like your, um, you know, possible relief for Villa. The re the rejuvenation of Villa because Stevie G's gone. Kind of have Could that, happen. that dark cloud hanging over your head. You yes. Get that finally. Speaking of dark cloud, Leeds, Fulham, Elland Road. At least this isn't at Craven Cottage. That's what Leeds have going for them. That's true. This is not a must win, but this is like a like three quarters of a must win tier kind of game. I feel like if Leeds lose that. They're going to sack Marsh. Yeah, we'll see. I I think that uh, even though they haven't really had it going, I don't know how what you're going to press Fulham 
I mean, I guess Fulham hold the ball enough, but I I just I I can't really bet against Fulham right now. I'm gonna go with a draw. I'm gonna go one one. I'm gonna say three nil Fulham. Holy moly. This man loves his Fulham. Southampton, Arsenal, St. Mary's. Here comes Sam to say, oh, we always suck at That's St. True. Mary's. St. Mary's, the ultimate bogey win. stadium for Arsenal. Yeah, that is Arsenal's team. What are you going to be looking at in this game? Well, I want to see a bounce back from the game against Leeds. Uh, Arsenal had that midweek game against PSV where they won, but I'd like to see a little more comfortable win against Southampton, maybe score three goals or or so. Try and relieve the pressure a bit. Southampton, I think you want to try and get off to a fast start, maybe catch Arsenal off off guard a bit. No bottle of ketchup. No bottle of ketchup. That's a big miss in defense. Yeah. Um, next They've been man, playing Shaletta Shar, who's looked pretty solid so far. Yeah. But, uh, um, I, well, I'm tempted to go with the Southampton Spectacular. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say it's going to be a draw. I'm going to say it's 1-1. I feel like it'll be a 1-0 Southampton. It's going to be... It's going to be like that Southampton game against City last year. Southampton scored in the first 10 minutes, and it did nothing the rest of the game, but City, like... Just could only manufacture one goal. Well, Arsenal is Man City light. Wolves, Leicester, Molyneux. I predict this game won't be very good. You go on a limb on that one. I'm gonna say two, I'm gonna say nil nil. I just the attack doesn't convince me. If this was, if there's ever time for Leicester to convince me that they're marginally better than the bottom tier teams, bottom bottom tier teams, they would win this game like three 0 But I don't think it's in them. I'm gonna say one mm, one. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I ju- I just don't think Leicester have been creating enough chances really. Harvey Barnes, vintage Harvey Barnes. Harvey yeah, Barnes. Don't discount it. Tottenham, Newcastle. This one feels like a game that Tottenham is going to win, even though they shouldn't. I have a I have a good feeling that Newcastle is going to come out and play better than they did against United. Um, I'd like to see it, but uh, I'll end up going with the draw here. I'm gonna go with the one-one. It's gonna be a lot of draws out of Hank this week. I'm gonna say one-nil Spurs. West Ham Bournemouth to round out the week at the London Stadium. This is a great spot for Bournemouth to be in. Now watch him lose like 4-0, but this is where you want Bournemouth. On the road, random game, no one really thinking much of it. West Ham, you know, they're playing better, but they still haven't had as much success this year as you'd like. Sneak up on them a little. Yeah, especially in the first 20 minutes if Bournemouth can kind of grab one early, maybe sit back a bit. With that said, I'm going to go West Ham 2-0. I'm going to say 3-1 West Ham. Wow. I think right. Skamaka will actually convert to is this your time. Is this your prediction of the week, Skamaka goal? Yeah, I think so. I was hoping you'd say your prediction of the week would be Ashley Young, player manager. Ashley Young, scores. player manager, subs himself on, scores Gig a bike. Style. Gigs style. Well, uh, 
It's another episode in the books. Yes. Just want to say thank you again, everyone, for listening. Leave a comment on YouTube. We'll give you a shout out if you do. Absolutely. Otherwise, until next time. Adios, mis amigos. Bye.